Welcome to the Speak As Well As You Think podcast brought to you by Vautier Communications. I'm your host, Jenny Rurick. The goal of this show is to uncover communication strategies and behaviors you can use to improve the way you show up and perform at work. I'll sit down with communication experts and professionals across different fields to uncover what effective communication looks like in action so you can apply to your own career. If you'd like a written summary of each episode, subscribe to our weekly email newsletter by visiting vautiercommunications.com. That's V-A-U-T-I-E-R communications.com. Check out the show notes for a link. Thanks for joining us today. Jen Alex has joined me and we're going to be talking about business writing. Jen, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Jenny. We at Vautier, we run a business writing program virtually, and we can do it in person too. And it's one of our more popular programs. And I know I've gotten a lot of feedback from the people that have gone through it saying something along the lines of, I wish I would have done this sooner in my career. I didn't really understand how much of an impact these simple writing skills would have mm-hmm. on the way I think about things and the way that the people I write to are interacting with me. My first question for you is, can you tell us a little bit about why you feel that business writing is important? Absolutely. The The first reason is that it's really our first impression to somebody else. So, so much today, especially in this hybrid world, is we don't necessarily get to meet face-to-face with people. And sometimes we don't even get the opportunity to have a call or something that's more in the moment. And so our business writing is really that first impression when we send an email or a memo, a document, whatever it might be to that audience that we are sending it to. So it's truly important that we are able to do that well. Yeah, I can, to, before you go on to your next one, that that rings true for me. I know if I receive an email from someone, I don't know the way they write greatly influences my decision as to whether or not I want to respond to them or how I'm going to respond. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the next piece on top of that is that our writing is permanent. So it's important that we do it well, because there's this record of the information that we're sharing, which is great because it's something we can go back to and say, I did send this, or I did put this information in writing. Here's the date, the time that I sent it to you. So it's always great to have that, but it's also something that people can go back to and say, hey, this wasn't the correct information that you sent out. And so it's really important that when we have this permanency to it, that we do it well and that the information we put out is correct. It looks good. It reads well for our audience. And then to piggyback off of that, it's also a reflection of how we think and the ideas that we have. So we're sending information out to others to demonstrate some type of competence or expertise on a certain topic, subject, recommendation that we have. And again, others will be evaluating that or maybe swaying. We are trying to sway their opinion on something and get them to come on board. And so again, we have to be able to write effectively to these people. Those are great. So to summarize, you said writing is important because often today it's the first impression we make on other people. Sometimes we're writing to them before we're speaking to them. Yep. The second was that there is a permanent record of our writing. And so 
getting it correct and doing it well is important. And then also it's a reflection of your thinking, which is a demonstration of your competence. Now, often, and I, I'm guilty of this myself, many of us, when we're going to do some form of writing, we tend to just, let's say, open up an email, we write something and we send it. In our writing program, we talk a lot about the process before the process yep. of writing. My question to you is, what are some of the things we as writers should know before we start to write? Yeah, there's two big areas that we need to focus on. First, understanding who you are writing to, whether it be one individual or if it's a group of people on an email or communication, who are they? What are they expecting to get out of your written information and what do they need in order to understand the information you're sending? And then the next piece, what is your purpose in writing? So what do you want them to either know or do with that information? If you don't have those two things thought through beforehand, chances are your writing isn't going to have much of a purpose or point and it more just comes across as writing for the sake of writing. But it's going to be really hard for your readers to understand what do I need to do with this information or what is the purpose in me reading through this information? Mm. I know also thinking about who your reader or readers are before you begin to write, that plays a critical role in you determining the tone yeah. of your writing, what type of language you use, how much background information to include. So the two things you mentioned that we should know before we write are who am I writing to? Mm-hmm. And what do I want them to know or do? And if I don't know those two things, I'm probably not ready to write. Exactly. Yep. You got to have a conversation with somebody else first to figure out a little bit more or take some more time in your background or prep work to really figure out what is the purpose here. Mm. Let's say I know the answers to those two questions and I'm going to write an informational type of email to maybe a client or a customer. Can you tell me about the importance of structure in writing? There's two main structures I'm going to break out. So the first one is what we're, we're going to call a visual structure. So how good does your writing look? How, how likely is somebody to open that up and say, okay, I've got the time to read this. We want to make sure that visually our writing is appealing because if it looks good and it looks easy to read, your audience is more likely to actually read it. When it doesn't, it's let's say it's one huge block of text start to finish and your audience has to scroll a couple of times or your readers in there. Chances are they're going to say to themselves, Ugh, I don't have time for this right now. I'll come back to it. Maybe they do. Maybe it gets buried in their email and they just end up ignoring it. So visually, we want it to look easy to read. That doesn't always mean short. It can still be detailed. It can still be lengthier, but you've put it in a way that makes it less intense or stressful for your readers to go through. Can you elaborate a little bit on what are some of the specific things we can do to make our writing look easier to read? Yep. Yeah. One of the big things try and break up writing into multiple paragraphs. So shorter paragraphs look easier than big blocks of text could end up being the same amount of words, the same amount of information that's there. But when we have a little bit of white space in between, it makes it look easier for your audience to go through. You can always use things like bullet points to break up, let's say a process you might be introducing, dates for a call or a meeting that you might be providing, 
You can use things like bolds or underlines for specific dates or key takeaways. So there are different things we can do that can help make it look more appealing for your audience. Terrific. All right. So that was number one was visual structure. And then you mentioned there was another structure you wanted to talk about. Yeah. That second one is going to be more of your content structure. So this is where you would think more of, let's say a format of some sort. And there's a couple of things you need to keep in mind. The first is what we call a bluff. And this is putting your bottom line up front. So having that important information, here's why I'm writing. Here's what I want you to do or what I'm recommending right at the beginning is going to be really helpful for your audience your reading audience to actually continue reading. Then you have to determine this is where that knowing who your readers are is going to be important because what type of background do they need? How much information? I'm not trying to waste anybody's time by taking them through or giving them 10 minutes worth of background reading when we've had a conversation about this last week. And then include any relevant details and then have some type of an appropriate close based on the information and either what you want the audience to know or do with that information going forward. Yeah. Just to be sure I'm following along. What I heard you say is that when we begin to write, and this is, I would say mostly true for both informational and sometimes persuasive messages is Mm -hmm. in the beginning, we want our most important information. We almost want to imagine that our readers only going to read the first paragraph. And if they did that, would they get everything that they need to know? And I think often what I see is we delay our details or our conclusion or recommendation until the end, but we can never guarantee that someone is going to read till the end of our document. Yep. So starting with our bluff, which is bottom line up front, giving background details only based on whether or not my reader needs them and, and what those details are yep. using the body of my writing to elaborate on the topic and then thinking strategically about the close, my if I need them to act, or again, maybe reiterating what it is I wanted them to know. You've got it. Terrific. What are some of the more common mistakes you see professionals make in their business writing? And the reason I'm asking you this is because as a part of our business writing program, we work through a case study mm-hmm. and we invite participants to send us the, the case study that they write after the program to offer coaching so you see a lot of those, those, the writing in action. What are some of the common mistakes you're seeing professionals make in their business writing? One of the big ones to start can be that inappropriate or not, not necessarily inappropriate, but the wrong use of a greeting or a sign off for the person or people that you are writing to. If you're writing to your team, you don't necessarily have to have a really formal buttoned up greeting. Hey all, or hi everyone, or sometimes no intro greeting can be appropriate. If I'm writing to a client or customer, and this is the first time that I'm talking to them, you might start with something like a miss or a mister. You might start with something a little bit more dear. Yeah, exactly. Something that's just a little bit more formal based on who you're speaking to. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the first one setting. That's really how you're going to start to set the tone is by how you begin that email or information. And so having that be appropriate and purposeful is going to be to your benefit as the writer. I think the way I like to think about this is, are you giving them a high five or a handshake? Yeah. Love that. Love that. That's a great way to approach it. And I think that will help set you up for which, which side do I, should I tend to err Mm -hmm. on 
for the rest of the writing as well. Mm-hmm. Next one is that visual overwhelming piece that we just talked about, the visual structure. Make sure it's not just one huge block of text and there's not you know, tons of commas and no periods and new sentences. Shorter sentences read easier. Everything doesn't have to be an elementary sentence, but the longer your sentences go, the more risk you have for it being confusing. Next, we have our spelling and grammar type of errors. So while those things are very important, sometimes people don't do a a proofread before they send it out or they don't do a quick spell check. I always recommend don't put all this time into your writing and then not give it one final look over before you send it. Yeah, something I always try and remember is when it comes to spelling and grammar, there are some people who don't care if you make a mistake here or there, but then there are other people who care so much that it will change the way they they think about you. Yep. Yeah. And and you're absolutely right. For some people, poor grammar is just nails on a chalkboard. And so if they see it once, maybe benefit of the doubt, they see it again within your writing. And all of a sudden it doesn't matter how compelling that information is or how persuasive you might be in that message, they cannot get past it. And so it's definitely something that everybody needs to spend some time focusing on and getting somebody else to proofread or using something like a Grammarly or some other resource that can help you do a double check on your grammar as well. The next piece, we have to be sure we don't share too much information, especially in writing. Most people don't want to sit down and read an hour email. So we need to be sure we're giving the pertinent information and the details that are necessary, but it's not a competition about how much I know about this topic. My audience doesn't care about that unless it's going to help them either understand or do something with that information. Mm. Making sure that your ask or your main point, that bottom line is upfront, it's clear, and your audience knows the purpose as they continue to read. And then the subject line is another great place for us to set the tone and help our readers understand what they're going to go through. So being purposeful with that subject line, making sure it's not four sentences long where people have to open up the email in order to read the full subject line, that's definitely going to help as well. Recently, I received an email and the subject line, all it said was update, (laughs) which I appreciate. But then my immediate question is an update on what? Yeah. And I really wished that had been listed in the subject line. Right. And I'm glad it's not four sentences long, but perhaps a few more words would have been helpful for you to understand exactly what it is you were going to read an update about. Mm. Yeah. Tremendous list. Thanks for sharing those. Now I've mentioned this a couple of times, but I want to take a moment to have you share a little bit more information about our business writing program. Yeah. So we have a business writing program that we can run both virtually or in person. Most often it's done virtually. It's two and a half hours on that virtual side with a small group of participants. And the really fun thing about this program, even though business writing doesn't necessarily sound like a quote unquote fun program, but you get to each participant gets to apply what they are learning in the moment after each module. So we have a case study. We have a fictitious one that we've put together. And we've also had clients who have created and tailored their own case study for their specific business or audience. And then throughout the program, participants take this case study and start to create this email or memo document of some sort 
based on each of those things that you and I just talked about and each of the components of the program itself. So it's really, again, that learn by doing process that we're such big fans of so that you get to apply what you are learning in the moment. And then could you give us a general breakdown of what topics are covered in Mm -hmm. the training? Yep. First thing is that understanding who your audience is. So making sure we know who our readers are and walk through how we can best start to structure information based on that specific group. We talk about the different mediums for writing. So what's the most appropriate way to send this information? Is an email fine? Could it be more of a text message or let's say a Teams chat? Or should it be something more formal like a memo or a contract? Then we go through the different structures for your content. So think of those more as your formats. If I'm writing to inform, that might be a slightly different structure than if I'm writing to persuade, than if I'm delivering bad or difficult news. Then we'll go through some of those, call more of your editing or specific techniques. So spelling, grammar, sentence structure, how to make things look visually more appealing, that aspect. And then we finish with what we call an editing process as your final, before you send it out, one last check of everything, and then your information should be good to go. Yeah. I think the editing piece is really important because we tend to just say, well, edit your writing. And the question is, how do I edit my writing? And we've put together a really neat framework that you can follow. And we pose specific questions within that framework that ensures when you do edit your writing, you're going above and beyond, and you're looking for things other than just spelling and grammar. Because it's more than that. While those two things are very important, if your writing doesn't look easy to read, it doesn't matter if your words are spelled correctly or your grammar is correct because nobody's going to start reading it anyways. So there are different levels of editing, like you mentioned. Terrific. Jen, thanks for outlining the the business writing program. I know it's one of our more popular programs and it's one we, we find professionals deeply value because they realize that business writing is much different than the way we learned how to write in school. If any of you listening are interested in that business writing program, you can visit our website, vautiercommunications.com and reach out to us on the contact us page. Jen, thanks for being here today. Thanks so much, Jenny. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Speak As Well As You Think podcast brought to you by Vautier Communications. And I am your host, Jenny Rierick. Vautier Communications is in the business of business communications. We coach and train both individuals and groups on how to elevate their presence and increase their impact through the way they communicate, present, and write. If you want to learn more about our in-person or virtual training options, visit our website, www.vautiercommunications.com. That's V-A-U-T-I-E-R communications.com. Thanks for listening.